0: This is Government Gone Digital. I'm Dana Birchman, Chief Digital Officer here in Gilbert, Arizona, and I'm here today with Jennifer Harrison, formerly Alvarez, <laughs> my Digital Media and Marketing Officer, and Lauren Oxford, our Digital Communication Strategist, who handles all of our social media and does many other things as well. And so I'm really excited. We've done some podcasts in the past about social media and our strategy and why it's different. But as we all know, social media is changing every day when you go to bed at night and then when you wake up, it's something new has happened. Maybe it's vertical video, maybe it's Snapchat going by the wayside. You just never know. And so I thought it was a great time to come back together and talk about some of the successes that we've had recently on social media and some of the trends that we're seeing and really you know, where we're focusing our attention here in Gilbert. So I'm going to really let you too, since you do this day in and day out, and, and really I want to give great credit here too, and we can talk a little bit about this later, about the customer service that specifically you, Lauren, are able to provide every day to our residents. We've had some really large community initiatives in the past month or so, um, trash schedule changes, utility rate changes, among many other things. And so this is really where our residents are going to learn this information, but then to give us feedback about all of the things that are happening or the changes that they're seeing.
1: Well, I think the first thing that would be awesome to talk about is vertical video, because that is definitely like the hot topic right now in social media and I think people out there are still kind of scared of it and we're still kind of experimenting with it with um, IGTV um, but Snapchat really started that but it's if you think about it you hold your phone vertically 95 percent of the time so it just makes it easier for people to watch videos and to hide when they're watching it in a meeting (laughs) That's true. Yeah, that's a good point. Well, and I think
2: even us as like as we record like <laughs> Facebook Lives or those live videos, we were talking about this earlier. We have a an annual event coming up that we always Facebook Live. It's our annual parade, and you know even holding that phone horizontally for that long is a challenge. And so I think um, as a content producer, but then also as a content person who's digesting that content, having your just to hold the phone that you, the way that you naturally hold it, is super important. And I know that's really hard. It's been hard for our team to even accept, and we've slowly. It's done hard for that. video professionals yes. to accept that, definitely. Yeah. So we've been introducing. I think IGTV really helped, and I think um, with stories between Snapchat and now Instagram Stories, um, and you know we're able to do some things through Facebook Live and just testing and seeing some of those results related to specifically those. Vertical videos and how well they do. Um, it's it's buy-ins here. It's time. It's time to make that transition and figure out how to produce most, if not all, of our videos vertically.
1: Yeah. So just before the podcast, I was just trying to check out what posts were performing the best since the beginning of the year, and it was pretty interesting because um, two of our top posts were actually vertical videos, and one of them was a video that was actually crowdsourced we found it um out there was some of our firefighters saving some baby ducks so i mean obviously that's gonna be <laughs> Go <laughs> a <viral>. good performing <laughs> post anyway um, So cute yeah but it, i just thought it was super interesting that it happened to be a vertical video too and then the other one was a facebook live that we recorded vertically um, about a soldier that was um, being deployed which again is a, a great topic, but. Um, just also happened to be a vertically shot video. And something that we try to do too with vertical videos to repurpose them is there's an app on my phone called Clips for my iPhone and you can turn it into a square video just by using that app and then you can upload it onto Twitter or even just on Instagram so people can repurpose it that way.
2: That makes it really easy. You don't have to recreate the content, which I think was always a question of like, well, do you have to create two, three different versions from square to vertical to horizontal. And then it just seems like, you know, are you wasting your time by doing all that? Um, It's almost just easier to keep it in one format. And so tools like that, Lauren, are super helpful in making sure that, you know, you're able to provide it, the content in the best format for that platform that you're posting on. And
0: I think this is really interesting because a lot of these kind of tips and trends, obviously we work in government, but these are things that anyone in this space is looking at and thinking about and again your audience is probably taking in their content this way and so i think that that's really interesting but something that our listeners might not really realize is what how much time cuz i just i find this so interesting when it comes to government and kind of that old school mentality of the clock in clock out i work 9 to 5 you know monday through friday i actually was at an event today where someone next to me worked for another city and they said Something along the lines of, um, well, we don't, re- we don't really have a robust social media plan because we don't have anyone that could answer questions on the weekends. And that really struck me. This is like 2018. And again, when are residents going to have questions? Probably on the weekends when they're not busy at work or busy with their families or when they're at our events or in our parks, whatever that might look like. So we've had some big community initiatives and, and done a lot of outreach recently. And you know I really am so proud of you Lauren and the and the <laughs> level of response that we are able to give to our residents when they have issues or questions or concerns and so I want to talk about that because I think it's you know, definitely can be a demanding, not always fun, right? And a lot of what you have to do is coordinate answers and find information from across the organization to get to people. But I think it's so powerful. And I think the connections that we're building and what we're doing to solve problems and to alleviate work from other parts of the organization is really key. Talk
1: about the recent trash schedule changes, for example. Yeah. So we did a lot of outreach on some trash schedule changes. So people changed their day of the week for trash pickup, basically. And the bulk trash schedule changed from four weeks to five weeks. Um, So there was a lot of communication out about that um, on social media, um, on Nextdoor, through every means possible. Um, So we got that information out as early as we could um, so that people were prepared for it. Um, We communicated it multiple times on social media. And then we also are part of a beta program with Facebook called local alerts. So we were able to post that out the day before the trash schedules went out and it notified everyone following our Facebook page in Gilbert. Um, and that was super helpful because you could see right away that people got notifications about it and started commenting and asking questions. So the trash schedule changes rolled out on Monday. And so we put that out on Sunday, and. Um, I think people kind of woke up at that point. <laughs>
2: like, this is really happening. Yeah, this is
1: happening, <laughs> and then people were actually getting clarity, like, okay, like, I'm located here, so my trash pickup day is what day? <laughs> so just trying to be there to answer those questions, saying, like, okay, I'm located at this address or this cross street and this cross street, like, what is my new pickup day? So I think we had maybe, like, 60 comments just back and forth on there, Um even just the day before which i think was like the most commentary that we've gotten <laughs> even without with all the out- outreach before then but so that, that was kind of like what went into it. Yeah. Right. Well,
0: I think it's very different than how other cities communicate changes like that. So what traditionally would happen is you would send a mailer. I don't really know what else they do. They, they send a mailer and maybe make a post on social media, but I don't think that they're having an open dialogue and conversation. At least I'm not seeing other places who implement citywide changes that impact every resident And that 24-7 response and customer service and conversation that's happening. And I I also think it's really interesting that, you know, you answer one question for one person, but think about how many other eyeballs are on that question response. I can't tell you how many times I look at posts and I'm like, "Oh yeah, that's a good question." And then I see the answer to whatever that might be and I'm like, "Oh yeah, now I don't have to go ask it or look it up or find that information." Yeah. So even though they might not always comment, their eyes are on it and they're seeing it. And I think it's just really interesting, especially I know it can it seems a little exhausting or daunting when we make these big changes because we kind of brace ourselves for oh uh -oh, here -hmm. come the questions or maybe people are going to be angry because we didn't change the fact that their trash was getting picked up on the same day both regular and recycling but we were changing the majority of Gilbert residents day Mm -hmm. and so again we do the traditional for something like this that's going to impact every resident we do all the traditional outreach as well but I believe that what's really effective about us and what we're the relationships we're building with our residents is because we take it that step further doing the things you're talking about.
2: Yeah. And when we look at what we did specifically for this project, um, I mean, we had changed trash schedules two years ago and we didn't have nearly the amount of resources, digital resources that we do or the following that we do now. And I think um, when you look at, you know, the reach that especially like your Facebook posts are having and you're wondering, like, are people actually seeing them now with, you know, the flood of information that's on Facebook and Facebook's algorithms and all those questions about like, are people actually seeing our content tools like local alerts and we are like lauren said is are lucky enough to be involved in that beta program and so we're able to test this tool and having a tool like that that will put our critical information information that citizens have to have or need to know at the forefront of their Facebook feed was so important for us. And I think that's why you got so much engagement on that post specifically, Lauren. And I think also, you know, when I was kind of monitoring the comments back and forth, just trying to gauge like, what are the type of questions that the community have or are asking about these changes? And, you know, they were almost relying on you to be that source of information. Like, they didn't want to go to the website. They just wanted to be like, I live here. <laughs> yeah. Tell me when my day is What's and that's fine. So, yeah, just that tell me my so day. Funny.
0: I thought that was so interesting. Like, here's my cross streets like this is my neighborhood like what's my day like even though like they totally could go fine. absolutely if they checked their mail my mail recently got taken back to the mailbox from oh, the no. mailbox to the post office because I hadn't checked it in so long so that just gives you a sense again of even if you are putting something in a mail or mailer think of how much junk mail you get think of how much you know how infrequently you check your mail and so the chances are you're gonna miss something right Mm -hmm. and so we do saturate and kind of go through every single channel we have however I do think that this most interactive up-to-date way of communicating is best like how many times have we talked about when you when you print something or put it in the mail like what if something changes what do you do and everyone's like I don't know, do another mailer or we hadn't thought about that or will we just update the website? It's like, no. Like with social media, we have the ability at any point, at any time, any time of day – anytime we want, like you said, it was, it's, you can tell you do this for your job, Lauren, full time, because you're like, well, on Sunday, I posted about Monday. And then I posted again <laughs> on Monday about Monday. And like, Lauren tells us all the time, like, I'm going to post that at 8.39 a.m. That's <laughs> When we get the band, I'm like, okay, you know, and that's where we're going to get the most eyeballs on it. And I love it because we're looking at those analytics. Like we're watching, we're paying attention and we're watching what's working and what's not. And so how many, you know, eyeballs are on our content, who's interacting with it. And I think, you know, that's another great thing about social in general is you just can track it. You know, you don't, you can't track anything that's in the mail.
2: Totally. Yeah. And I think something that's critical to mention about the customer service aspect of that is that, Lauren, you are, I see the messages come through. So I know that you are responding at all hours uh, on the weekend. Like you are amazing at being responsive and providing that support to the community. But keep in mind, like even if they wanted to call, they couldn't on the weekend. Our customer service center is closed. So there's no way to reach anybody at the town on the weekend. And our weekend is Friday through, you know, Sunday. So um, there are three days out of the week that our customer service center is closed, but our social media channels are always open. And that is so critical and so huge. And I think that actually, I don't think, I know that our citizens know that and are using our social channels as that resource. We see um, increases in number of Facebook messages, increases in the number of Instagram direct messages. I mean, people are using social media as a way to reach out and connect with the town and ask those questions and get quick responses, which is so important.
0: I I should mention before, and I think we've mentioned this on a previous podcast episode, but before we made these changes... We did significant polling of our residents through Nextdoor specifically because you know those people are verified residents of Gilbert and asked them what they wanted with their trash schedules. And the one thing that they just didn't want to lose was losing that same day pickup of putting both out at the same time. And so we were very cognizant of that and using that feedback from them when we made these changes in that decision. And so it's really important that we're measuring sentiment, which I think is so key, because a lot of times we put something out there and then we, like, hold our breath of, like, how are people going to react to this? And then sometimes it's worse than we thought, and sometimes it's better. I know with our traffic arrows, that was just – a tough one because you know we were we were working against something that people believed you know we they, they thought they were safer previously, um, false information that had been out there, and so we had to work against that. It was really kind of an uphill battle, but I think it was so worth it to build that two-way conversation and that trust we talk about government trust a lot and I think this is a great 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 way that you can do this and I love I mean, we talked about this before too but you always sign your posts Lauren because there's a person on the other end and they're you know they're gonna get that information for you and find it and people are so great I love when they respond thanks Lauren you know <laughs> and I'm sure there's so many people out there wondering like who is this who
2: is this Lauren I know we need to introduce you you need to <laughs> yeah you need to come out a, like, from behind ask the Lauren the yeah. mysterious
1: Lauren <laughs> Yeah, no, I think it's important responding also just because showing that there's a person there, you're going to get more people engaging with you online. So knowing that someone's there on the other side to talk to you um, rather than just like sending something out into the universe and it just not going anywhere. So knowing that someone's going to provide their feedback, I think just helps a lot. Absolutely.
2: And I think one thing that you did with this campaign specifically that is a new trend too that we've been seeing a lot of success with is that you used um, Insta stories to just each day, right? The day before you said like, hey, zone A, it's your day. Like make sure that you put your cans out. Um, tomorrow. And I think um, each day you were doing that and giving that heads up. And so even those like little reminders out to the community were super helpful. And I'm sure you got a lot of engagement through those as well. Oh,
1: yeah, definitely. I think Instagram stories isn't something that we've really talked about a ton, but we're definitely starting to use it a lot more um definitely a lot more than Snapchat um they have about 400 sorry was it 400 million, million, yeah. 400 million active users on Instagram stories which i think is like twice as much as Snapchat but uh so yeah we're definitely taking advantage of that and i would definitely recommend everyone else out there to do that too tell me the types of things you're using it for so we'll use Instagram stories for, like, behind-the-scenes type stuff. So, like, next week is Arizona Cities and Towns Week where we try to give a behind-the-scenes look at how the city operates. Um, So, like, for example, I'm going to one of our water treatment plants to show, like, the process of taking water and, like, how it gets to the resident um, and how they clean it. Um, So just showing the the behind-the-scenes type stuff that people normally, normally wouldn't have access to. Um, and then also there's a I love of that. I think that's what I go to Instagram
0: stories for is I want to see everything that I can't see, especially with like shows you watch or celebrities you follow, whatever it is. It's like, I, I want to see like, what's, what is it really like? Like what's the daily life like? And I think that's one of the best things about Instagram stories.
1: Yeah. And it's just fun because it's one of the most creative platforms I feel like, um, they have different stickers that you can add on there so there's like the question sticker which is pretty new and so next week we're also going to be asking a couple firefighters questions that are prompted by residents so they can ask a couple firefighters whatever they want to and then we're going to record them um, with their response on Instagram stories. Yeah the Instagram stories has been I mean I, obviously their their goal is to beat
2: Snapchat right and they are absolutely doing that um, but beyond that I think they've they've been more creative than Snapchat in totally. the tools and the engagement tools that they offer. Um, like Lauren said, they have the, the questions now, the comments basically where you can as a, um, an account can ask a question and get responses back. Like I think we asked like, what's your favorite thing to do in Gilbert or what's your favorite thing about life in Gilbert? And people can come back and tell us what their favorite items are and their things are. And then we're able to share those at, back out to our followers um, which I think is super neat because then again that goes back to that user-generated content. But then also they've got polls. I mean, we've um, they've given us the capability to create um, gifts, our own gifts. And I know Lauren, you've worked to do that. I don't know if you want to kind of explain how you do that to, to yeah, have Gilbert so gifts on Instagram. Yeah, so honestly,
1: I am a big fan of Later. If if you guys are familiar with the platform, but I follow. Um, are articles all the time. And there was an article that gives you like a step-by-step instructions for how to create gifs. Um, and we started out by becoming verified on Giphy. So when you do that, it basically allows Facebook and Twitter and Instagram to have access to your gifs. So we have a few different gifs. Like we have one, we have a couple of our water tower. Um, we've done one for Spark App League. Um, I want to do some with mirror hopefully in the future but there's just a lot more creativity that's available with something like that
0: yeah I love it so what do you see next like what do you think are the next big things because one of the things I love about us is even though we're government we're always kind of on the cutting edge of trying new things and what do you see as the next things whenever I say that it's always like what is like what's right now which is vertical video mm-hmm. obviously but like what do you think what do you think's coming next
1: I think for us, like, I would like to explore messenger bots. Um, I just think that there, I still need to, like, understand it a little bit better. But, and we tr- obviously try to respond to residents personally, but I think there's even cool stuff that I've seen out there where... <coughs> Sorry, Derek. <laughs> there's cool stuff I've seen out there where um, people will host contests and all you have to do is tag a friend in the post... And then a bot responds to you in Messenger and says, thanks for entering our contest. Do you want to enter this one also or like enter the sweepstakes also? Um, So just I don't know. There's like so many cool things out there with Messenger that I think will be super interesting to learn more about. Yeah.
0: Again, from a customer service perspective, I feel like that would be an ideal way to be answering questions for people all the time it's always so crazy to me when I'm on you know a website or something and like it pops up like how can I help you today and they put the person's picture there so you're like it's a person so Lauren <laughs> know, we need your Lauren. picture could pop up uh-huh. every time and everyone would know you because they could see you <laughs> it would be amazing <laughs> Lauren's be cool. the
2: face of Gilbert now
0: it would be so amazing yeah, yeah but it's you know if, if there's other cities that are listening out there and probably thinking about it, I know that there are not a lot of other cities that have dedicated people to social media I'm hopeful and I think that there's you know there are so many reasons why I think it's you know a great use of, of a person's time and having a dedicated employee to it but I do think that in the future um, you're gonna see more and more of people like you they're they're everywhere but not necessarily in government as much and I just can't emphasize enough. How important it is, I think, to not only, as we always say, go where your residents are and be there. And again, our residents we know are online and we're there for them, but also to be having that two-way conversation that I think with government is so crucial and just doesn't happen. No one wants to send an email and wait for someone to answer or call a phone number anymore, um, but they will go and tweet at you and they will go on Facebook and ask you a question. And I think it's so, so important that you're there to answer those questions. And people just love it when their government responds. Like I want everybody to do this so that they can feel the love, you know, like we're all government workers and we're like, it's great to feel appreciated for the work that you're doing. And I think that's one of the coolest things, like a lot of uh, the feedback we get on our 311 app is, oh, wow, this is an amazing example of how government can work for you. Or I can't believe I could get someone to respond faster than I can get a pizza delivered that's incredible. And we have the ability to do that with social media and most of the time it's free.
1: I feel really lucky just because I get to see all of the comments and I try to pass on like any cool kudos that we get. But it's just a cool experience to see like what people are saying about Gilbert and what they love about living here. Um, We have so many people that will comment even just with our garbage truck drivers, because they'll stop and say hi to the kids and give them a little toy truck, and they'll take pictures, and they'll send them to us. So it's just really cool to like be a part of that. Um, so it's an Absolutely awesome that job. that community pride <laughs> yeah. that we
0: always talk about, tapping into the pride that people feel about, whether it's their hometown or a place they've just moved or opened their business. That is really so key. And so giving them that opportunity to come and express how they feel about where they live or work or play or any of that is is just awesome. And I, I agree. I love to watch and and see and watch what you know what people think. and, and that sentiment, again, following it and kind of knowing, I think that it really should guide, how we provide services, you know, knowing when, you know, we always say if the, the arrow changes, like don't ever change them back, you know. <laughs> but if at some point in the community that was the community's wish that they would want to, like I love that we have these tools to be able to survey or ask or get their feedback so that we know before we run and make quick changes that we have that data or the analytics behind the social post or whatever it might look like before we make those decisions.
2: So that goes back to the social listening too, which I think Lauren's position, again, is so important and crucial to that social listening part of it because that does take time. And Lauren, I know that you not only listen to what's being said on our own channels, but we have a lot of local Gilbert... Facebook groups here where there's constant conversations from everything, you know, in search of companies to sharing stories of kindness. And I always see it because I follow the same groups. I always see you on, you know, your personal page, which I know some organizations out there don't like, but um, because... Pages don't currently have access to to groups, Mm -hmm. um, but hopefully that will change very soon here. There's talk of that. Um, You're on there asking, you know, we love this kindness story. Do you mind if we share it on Gilbert Town Hall as, you know, as part of our Gilbert Kindness campaign? And people are always so excited to share their stories. So, again, that goes back to that social listening and just being engulfed and involved in social media as your full-time job has been so crucial to to making sure that we're up, up and aware of what's going on in the community.
0: Yes, I love it. So thank you both for joining me. I feel like There's going to be many, many future episodes focused on social media and all of the changes that will happen in the near future, probably like tomorrow when we wake up. Every day. And so thank you both for joining us. And obviously, thank you so much always to our listeners. And don't forget that you can follow us on Twitter at GovGoneDigital. We'll see you soon from Gilbert, Arizona on Government Gone Digital.